Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. It is November the 11th, and we are halfway through the month, just about, and this is the final couple weeks of our Bible reading plan. I hope you've enjoyed this, and we will finish strong over the next couple weeks, but here we go today, reading 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy, For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. Now, brothers and sisters, if I come to you and speak in tongues, what good will I be to you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or word of instruction? Even in the case of lifeless things that make sounds such as the piper or harp, How will anyone know what tune is being played unless there is a distinction in the notes? Again, if the trumpet does not sound a clear call, who will get ready for battle? So it is with you. Unless you speak intelligible words with your tongue, how will anyone know what you are saying? You will just be speaking into the air. Undoubtedly, there are all sorts of languages in the world, yet none of them is without meaning. If then I do not grasp the meaning of what someone is saying, I am a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker is a foreigner to me. So it is with you. Since you are eager for gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. For this reason, the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that they may interpret what they say. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, when you are praising God in the spirit, how can someone else who is now put in the position of an inquirer say amen to your thanksgiving, since they do not know what you are saying? You are giving thanks well enough, but no one else is edified. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you, but in the church, I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. Brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. In regard to evil, be infants, but in your thinking, be adults. In the law, it is written, with other tongues and through the lips of foreigners, I will speak to this people, but even then, They will not listen to me, says the Lord. Tongues, then, are a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is not for unbelievers, but for believers. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues, and inquirers or unbelievers come in, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, They are convicted of sin and are brought under judgment by all. 
as the secrets of their hearts are laid bare. So they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. What then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at the most three should speak, one at a time, and someone must interpret. If there is no interpretation, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and to God. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. The spirits of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. Women should remain silent in the churches. They are not allowed to speak, but must be in submission as the law says. If they want to inquire about something, they should ask their own husbands at home, for it is disgraceful for a woman to speak in the church. Or did the word of God originate with you? Or are you the only people it has reached? If anyone thinks they are a prophet or otherwise gifted by the Spirit, let them acknowledge that what I am writing to you is the Lord's command. But if anyone ignores this, they will themselves be ignored. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So I just want to bring up one thing that I know is going to open a huge can of worms. And who knows, maybe in a few weeks when this reading plan is over, I might do an episode just about this. But in chapter 14, verse 34, Paul says, Women should remain silent in the churches. They are not allowed to speak, but must be in submission, as the law says. So what is Paul saying? Is there a law that women aren't allowed to speak in the church? Well, what he's talking about is a custom of the people he's talking to in Corinth. But even inside of that, understand that if you're going to read this exactly how it's written and believe that's the meaning and nothing else, then you have to stop and ask yourself, then why is Paul contradicting himself to the Corinthians? Because if you go back to chapter 11, he doesn't say that women can't prophesy. He says that if they are going to prophesy, their head should be covered. In other words, they are allowed to prophesy. They just have to cover their head. So should they remain silent or should they cover their head? Because of the world we live in, most people choose to say that women should just be silent. But I do not believe that's what Paul is saying. In fact, if you take his sayings word for word, then you will find throughout his letters there are a bunch of conflicts or discrepancies that contradict one another. Paul, saying that women should remain silent, as is the law, is speaking to the customs that they agreed upon in the church of Corinth. And note that he is talking about what it looks like to have order inside of prophecy and speaking in tongues. 
Perhaps a good way to read this would be to assume that since he's talking about the speaking in tongues and prophecies, that you should understand that women were receiving most of the prophecies and had the ability to speak in tongues more so than the men. And so since he is limiting the amount of times it should happen in a service for there to be order, he is also saying that women should remain silent. This giving men the opportunity to also bring forth a word of prophecy and speak in tongues as well. And again, if he is saying that women should remain silent, why would he end this chapter by saying, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. I think his last sentence of this chapter actually brings what he's trying to say. Everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. Paul isn't against women prophesying or speaking in tongues. He is against disorder in the middle of a service. And so he is trying to help them bring order in a culture that was disruptive. And so for that reason, women pursue speaking in tongues and having gifts of prophecy and continue to be the people of leadership that God has ordained you to be. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless.